0: Live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Community's Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 425. My name is Eric Nielsen, and with me today I have a special guest, Elsa Mayer. Today is Wednesday, March 14, 2018. Elsa, thanks for being my special guest today.
1: Yeah, you got it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I hear that you drive by the bay and that you can, you can hit the John, uh, John White uh bay area Re- bay report so, so color of the bay report w- what is it today
1: all right well i probably don't get quite as good of a, a vig- visual on it as john because i don't drive over i drive next to it but today it's very rainy and gloomy and it was really like a deep gray almost the color of your your shirt like really deep gray deep gray, deep yeah. gray.
0: it's always changing so always changing um, that's good and we also are on live streams on Facebook. So hey, guys out on Facebook, thanks for thanks for joining us and taking a look at what we look like. Uh, you can always watch that on the VMTM front page. Uh, so that's good. And on the show today, uh, we have Martin Smith. Martin is an NSX specialist. Uh, works at VMware, and uh, we're going to talk about experts. And Martin has helped build or really drive. Driven the idea of building a VExpert application that is now hosted at uh, com. So, Martin's going to be on the show. Um, but before we get to Martine, maybe we should just talk a little bit about what's in the news and uh, the cloud announcement. So, we have also we're going to talk to you a little bit about the cloud announcement as well this morning. And then we'll get to Martine and talk about the VExpert uh, 2018 awards and the new app that we had, and should be should be a fun show. Uh, so let's let's go over let's go over to uh, uh, what we announced. So. Uh, VMC on AWS uh, was in the news, still in the news. Uh, absolutely cool announcement. We we have the data center in uh, UK that we announced, uh, and Pat did a uh, online video, you know, talking about uh, uh, VMC VMware Cloud on AWS. So uh, talked about the announcements, and then we uh, Elsa, uh, our team, uh, and working with uh, the cloud marketing team. Uh, announced a new community site on uh, cloud.vmware.com. So it's uh, on their front page community link now that went live. And there's something interesting about that community in that it's kind of a community experience that uh, not only has a bunch of cloud content, but also has community content on it. So um, maybe talk a little bit about um, how that came together. What is that? But Before we go, maybe you should tell Elsa, who are you, how long have you been at VMware, and what do you do here in the ecosystem?
1: yeah hi, so I'm Elsa Mayer. I haven't been on the show in a little bit, but I probably met a lot of you guys at vmworld and uh, seen you in the blogging world. I am the the blog program manager here um and I started back in June
0: all right great and um so the the cloud community launch of uh, the reason you're engaged is because it's kind of a hybrid b- a blog environment right
1: right right so um the the cloud team approached us. Um, just before the holidays uh, because they had this interest in uh, up-leveling their, their blog a little bit um, and potentially, you know, they wanted to align it with this big announcement that they had last week about uh, VMware Cloud on AWS now being available in Europe. Um, and we were kind of simultaneously working on this really cool uh object server, an open source object server uh, that allows us to display uh, blog content and and really any other type of object that we choose to build um, dynamically on uh, different digital properties. So we then went back to them and said, well, do you want better? We're going to build you this new uh, blog, but we're actually going to make it a community. It's going to be the VMware Cloud community, and it's going to feature not just your own blog content, but it's also going to feature uh, blog content from uh, our, our VMware community bloggers. Um, and so, right now, if you go to cloud.vmware.com/community, um, you'll you'll see that there's blog content and inline, actually, in the same feed where the corporate content shows up, uh, we have some some blog posts from our V, uh, v experts with the the vCloud team. So. It's pretty exciting, and we also have some other community elements uh, that we're going to start displaying on the roadmap. So more to come.
0: So that's significant from a standpoint of community me- members and V experts who are actually creating content, have blog content, and then how do we expose that to the .com audience, right? And so this is the first time where we've actually signed up a bunch of VMTN bloggers, right, in the VMTN network program where we're taking their content and then integrating it into a content server that then gets distributed out to VMware properties. And the cloud property is the first property that that's actually
1: happening. Yeah, Eric, that's a great point. Um, I mean, this is the starting point, but I think the implications are huge that we can now take any VMware.com site and implement these these objects with uh, community content, which is really what our audience is uh, excited about seeing is, is what our community is putting out there Um and that we can display them uh, in line, is, it's, a, it's, a huge, uh, it's a huge value.
0: Right, and I know there were maybe 15 or so of the experts that we onboarded for this and vetted some of the articles and uh, you know, did call for papers around cloud. So that was interesting in its own right, just the interaction that we have now with the experts to get that content.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. So we had a bit of a, a beta program um, with a smaller audience so that we could have sort of a, a controlled implementation this round. Um, but we will begin uh, scaling that out, and we've gotten some great feedback from them. So we've had weekly meetings to, to try to uh, analyze what their experience has been so far and try to figure out how we can uh, improve the process as we t- continue to scale out.
0: Right, And I know this has kicked off some conversations with the main .com pages where we can then use that community uh, content server to to basically workflow community content directly into the landing pages of the products themselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone now that they've actually seen it in action is, is pretty excited about this opportunity. It's not really something that's being done in industry. Um, it's are we're kind of the, the first ones that I've seen. And, um, it's it's going to be able we're going to be able to put it wherever we want and so right. the dot .com people are are very excited right. as well.
0: Some of the other things that we're doing with this content object server that deploys these content bits as objects is uh, looking at other types of community content, whether it be GitHub uh, conversations that are happening where people are checking in and out conversations and source files, uh, to Slack conversations, to other community content elements that are kind of been you know all over the map right different different community channels have different conversations and then being able to aggregate that content up and kind of build community experiences around a given subject or a given topic right
1: right yeah so so right now it's blogs that was um kind of the, the most uh, available use at the moment and the most uh, applicable for this circumstance but we can do it with anything uh we can do it with forums we can do it with GitHub is another great example, so uh, it's it's going to be highly scalable and, and
0: um, I know when when it, when it all comes together is when we can get Reddit forums to also you know show up in our community experiences so that when you come into a, a product page you can see all the Twitter uh, the conversations are happening you can see the forum conversations. You can you can see the blog posts from the experts that are, you know, integrated in. And then, you know, if there's a, a current Reddit, you know, conversation happening, then you could also have that embedded in so that when I want to come learn about what's happening around a product, I can come to a given experience and start engaging with all the people that are relevant. So good work. Yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. Neat neat announcement. Uh, I learned a lot more about our cloud services. I think the cloud services, um, some of the stuff that we're rolling out in cloud, uh, it's much more than just AWS, right? It's taking our whole product suite and uh, uh, enabling our product suite to be delivered via cloud services, right? So turning us into really a cloud cloud, uh, company as well. So cloud community is a great place to be.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's one of the reasons why it was great for us to to roll with them is because they're totally on the cutting edge. So right. to now say that they're they're using our object server is pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, and then just you know from a V transitioning to V expert conversations, right? Like our goal as a running the V expert program is actually to drive traffic to V experts to enable V experts to be bigger, broader, higher, further reach. Reward them, but basically enable them. So you know, much like the blogger program, it's to be able to enable you know their blogs and enable them to be great bloggers and give them traffic and drive traffic from dot com into their properties.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah. content is there; it's just getting it in the right places. And this is definitely a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. And you know, as people you know stop using RSS. News readers, right, right, and actually go to places where they're engaging. Um, this this takes the R S the traditional R S S feed content and then distributes it out out to where people are actually you know showing up on the web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, that's right. that, that's great. Thanks for thanks for uh, enlightening us and doing a lot of work there. That was a, a big launch for us. So. Yeah, a lot of late nights for the whole team and and yourself also. So thanks for thanks for doing that. A lot of people in the for program where we're exposing and driving traffic don't see all the activity we do to try to make that happen. So very cool. Thanks for thanks for talking about that. Uh, okay, moving on. So uh, you know we're going to talk to Martin, uh, Martin and talk to him about. Uh, the, the new VXpert 2018 application process, uh, nominations, how that worked, the new app that he built, um, you know, how Corey and him rolled that out, all, all good things about the vExpert 2018 process. So, Martin, thanks for joining us on the call. Good, thanks for having me. Awesome to be here. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, how long have you been at VMware, and what do you do in the VMware ecosystem?
2: Sure. So uh, my, uh, my name is Martin Smith, or Martin, if you prefer. Um, I am a NSX specialist in the, uh, in the Netherlands. Um, so I'm usually powered by uh, bestrope waffles. Um, what I usually do is um, I, I tell customers how great NSX is and network inside and uh, app defense and uh, velo clouds nowadays. Um, and and try to convince them to to go for uh, for, 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 a software-defined data center, basically. Um, So I've been at VMware for about two years, almost two years now. And before that, uh, I was uh, usually located in a data center uh, either doing custom consulting uh, or engineering or a combination of both. Uh, And basically uh, cut my hands dirty for uh, the last uh, 15 or so years, uh, mostly in the networking space. And um, yeah, so um, uh, rolled into VMware to do the software-defined thing.
0: Nice. Yeah, nice. Great, great, great to have you there. Uh, You know, NSX is is, is on fire, big part of the cloud conversation, you know, having the network backbone there for security connections between all clouds. So uh really really cool place. So uh how did you get involved with uh Corey and the the VExpert uh app process? How how did you get roped into that? And uh why don't you tell us a little bit about uh what you've built uh, from the perspective of a, a v expert application?
2: Yeah, sure. So um to be honest, I was kind of the one doing the roping. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I got Corey totally involved with this. <laughs> Um, so I've been a V expert for about four years now, or uh, to be honest, exactly four years now. Um, and basically, um, uh, what I saw is uh, Corey uh, and you guys struggling with a bunch of forms and uh, doing some manual work, not not really coordinated and, and structured in a way that uh, kind of made sense to me. Um, so I'm a um, automating guy at heart so if i do something maybe maybe even once then i i I have a need to automate it um so i was talking to cory at uh, fvm world um, i think it was even 2016 uh, about the process and and how he got the applications in from all the all the experts and how he did the voting and how that back-end process all all worked I was kind of amazed at how much uh, manual labor uh, was involved. Uh, so then we got to talking um, and just kind of decided on this should be automatic if it were actually to scale, and also if we would uh, want to involve DV experts more and more in in, in the community, uh, just to enable them uh, to get uh, get more benefits out of it, and we as VMware to to uh, to better support them. Right. Um, and that actually lent, uh, went uh, from one one thing to another, and I had a working prototype up in in about a couple of weeks, and we uh, we took it from there uh, uh, basically.
0: Yeah, so from conversation at VMworld in 2016, I know that uh, he came back pretty excited about the conversation and and and, and, and talked to me about, hey, we're going to go try to do this. I'm like, that, that sounds great, like any you know, anything we can do there. And you're right, the history of, of the experts, we kind of started – me and John Troyer we made a list on a sheet of notebook paper. I think I tweeted that out a few years ago where here was my notes from my original meeting that I had with John saying, "Hey, I want to go start this program yeah. kind of like Microsoft m f MF, MF program and, and you know and then we had a list of and we came up with twenty five people that we could target to recruit in it to be the experts for the first year, uh, and so I had that list of like who 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 what was the target number, who were the people that were going to be there. Um, and that's how we, we started it, and then it you know we, we, we put it in a spreadsheet, right? And so we dealt with the application process manually uh, through the John Troyer years where people would fill out a form and it would just go into a, CS, uh, a CSV file and download load it into Excel, and that's how we tracked it. And then as the program grew from 25 to 75 to 110, 125, 150, 175, like it just – Every year we got 25 more until, uh, until he, pretty soon it was at 300. And, and, and even John Trier was looking at me going like, I, I, can't, I can't go bigger because we can't scale this out any longer. We can't, we can't do this. And, and then when John kind of moved on, uh, Corey took it. And by then it was maybe at 650 and it was in spreadsheets. And Corey took it and then doubled it again, right, to where it was at 1,500. And we were we basically said we can't take any more. We're going to have to stop. And we actually stopped, you know, looking to have more people uh, in, the, in the program because we just couldn't handle the volume from an automation perspective of how to manage all the vote process uh, processes. And uh, somewhere the, the voting got kind of convoluted too, where we had different be doing voting. And then that got kind of aggregated back up into Corey managing the vote process and then sub sub programs looking at how they vote. Um, so, yeah, so the, uh, it was it was perfect for automation. So, uh Thanks for stepping in there, seeing that, and, and, and then helping us. Have you been a, 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 a programmer? Because this is pretty much a web app, right, that you built. So did you have web app experience before?
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, um, NSX is basically my, my day job. But, uh, <coughs> next to my day job, I am indeed a programmer. Uh, basically, I started at, uh, at high school and uh, never stopped. Uh, so I, I got a couple of uh, programs, uh, uh, projects running on the side. Uh, one of them is, uh, it's, some of you might know, it, it's, it's called Wattles. that basically just uh, exists from a, um, a software client that's running on your computer, or on your laptop, whatever, and, and collecting data on how are you using your uh, your laptop or your computing environment. So basically, what applications are you using? Uh, how, uh, how many keystrokes are you uh, doing in that uh, that specific set of applications? So basically, just correlating data between what you're doing and uh, how you could optimize that. And that's also backed by a pretty big website uh, that I actually used as a uh, template for the uh, for the VXpert app. Uh, so it it wasn't that big to create. Uh, that's why I I could. Um, Get uh, get a beta up and running uh, pretty quickly because I just took some existing work, uh, refactored it a little bit, and then just employed it uh, uh, for this uh, for this web app. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice. So uh, moving on to like uh, functionality. So some of the basic functionalities uh, that we we got and, and that you built. Uh, the the one big one that you know, people don't really realize is. Profile and profile management, right? So it was a big deal when people had email address changes, right? Corey spent uh, yep. you know 10% of his day every day processing requests for profile changes. Look, my email changed, my name changed, my company changed, and you know there was no way to keep track of that other than to have. Corey come in and edit his spreadsheets and edit uh, a mailman alias to do that. Then you enter in Slack channel that one of the members are, make, are running for VM, the experts right now. And now you, know, you, af- you actually have to have to touch multiple places. And then you go licenses and license distribution and keeping track of that. So profile updating is a really nice feature you added. So uh, what do you get from a – what is – from a V-Expert perspective, why don't we talk a little bit about can they manage their own profile and how are they expected to do that now? Yeah,
1: sure.
2: So um, <clears throat> one big thing uh, that Corey needed to do as well is the uh, VMPN access. So we got the uh, uh, the, 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 the private forum uh, where the licenses uh, used to be distributed. Uh, yeah. And that was actually a manual Sync between those Excel sheets and those uh, and the VMTN uh, user database. So that was just a, a big pain, and he wanted to get rid of that. So <clears throat> what we did with the uh, with the web app is basically just uh, provided gen or a central place for uh, V expert identity, uh, which basically means that uh, everything that you could have entered in VMTN uh, when it comes to your profile as a V expert. You can also enter that into the web app. So um, what's your employer? uh, What's your blog? uh, Your Twitter handle? Your VMTM profile? uh, Your GitHub uh, username? Uh, What's what's your expertise? Uh, So are you vSphere, NSX, or uh, 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 EUC-related expertise? What kind of certification do you have? All all that information that basically defines a profile of the expert, then you can add that uh, yourself in the web app. So whenever you get an uh, an email update or uh, you change jobs or whatever, all you have to do is uh, is enter it into the uh, the web app, and then it will be cascaded down to the systems that are uh, yeah that's to the VExpert program.
0: Yeah, that saves a ton of work, ton of synchronization uh, because yeah you have one central place that then cascades down into uh, VMTN. We can cascade into Mailman programmatically, and so all of a sudden our time spent managing all the services that the experts get are, are now gone. So that's cool. Tell me a little bit about badges. Yeah. I see then, badges up there. Um, yeah. We can badges also.
2: That was exactly my second point. Um, so um, one of the things that uh, I was discussing with Corey is that sometimes it's a little bit unclear on what a person has to do to become a V-expert or what someone has done deserve to be in the VXR program. Uh, so we, what we kind of came up with was badges. And basically badges is just a way to uh, to show uh, or categorize sort of experts. So right. some experts right. only do blogging, um, some only do via, uh, event speaking. So between those two, uh, blogging is pretty easily to, uh, to relate. So you, you go to the website and you can see that they are blogging on certain subjects related to VMware. So that's good. But right. well, what do you do if the uh, expert the is an event speaker and doesn't do really much of, uh, of blogging? So there wasn't any really um, a connection between someone that was looking at uh, the expert's profile on VMTN uh, uh, and what they actually did to get into that program. So we're, we're helping to get some, uh, some more transparency uh, in, in the program with these patches. Um, and we're basically just, uh, yeah, somehow ca- categorizing and seeing, yeah, all what all kinds right. of cool people, uh, cool stuff people are doing.
0: And from a from a per- program perspective on my end, what I was telling Corey is that we need the way to engage with the experts um, in smaller subgroups, in smaller groups of people that have skill sets on given yeah. products and given functionalities and given channels, because having 2,000 V experts now means that uh, the BUs and people that want to run special events, uh, if also wants to reach out to them uh, and do something with them and put them under NDA to get them briefings. Uh, 2,000 is just much too big a number. So how do we categorize people into skill sets and channels and and technologies so that we can then do smaller activities with a subset of people? And uh, and you've now enabled that with 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 badging because um, we can absolutely do that now and so i think that's important how do badges get assigned uh, I'm, I'm curious how the skill how we categorize people when they're when they where in where they're in the app uh, does administrators have to do that as i as a reviewer have to do that how do people actually get categorized
2: yeah so it's it's basically done when the applications are being reviewed um, <clears throat> so someone sends in their application. They say that they are doing some blogging. They link to their blog. Uh, maybe they put in their application that they are a uh, book author, and they put a link to their uh, to, to their box, uh, books. Books. Uh, maybe they, they they say that they are an internal champion. So internal champions actually don't do anything online. They do it internally in the, inside their own company. And sometimes the, uh, those guys are uh, even uh, located in uh, like the DoD uh, organizations or the secret, hush-hush organizations that they can't talk about. Right. So you don't know if they're internal. Uh, so th- that's one. Uh, we got podcaster, we got female leader, uh, we got uh, the VMTN champion. That's also a good, cool one. And if you are doing uh, video publishing, so creating video videos like uh, tutorials and that sort of stuff. Um, and we also got a cool one uh, that's labeled uh, the 10-year uh, VX record. So uh, right. if, if you're in the program for 10, 10 years, you, you, you get that one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that gets assigned the uh, process, yeah. right? So I think we have to go back and take a look okay. at some of those because when we had the reviewers doing them, I'm not sure all the reviewers were, were following that protocol very well. So I think we're going to go back and clean yeah. some of that up. Yeah. I've, very cool. Um,
2: I've, I've gotten some questions about that, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I, I did have that on my bullet list to, to ask you about, which is uh, tracking the years, et cetera, so that's very cool now. We never had, it was really a manual process to go figure out how to reward people that have been, you know, in the program years, and years don't necessarily have to be contiguous, right? They just, you know, maybe one year you don't do anything, so you don't get the award, but then you come back in, and you do, do the do the award, yeah. so it's having a way to track how many times you've gotten that award, which... Leads me to the now we have a repository of applications that we can go back throughout the year and look at applications, which I think has also been very nice.
2: Yeah, exactly. And um, well, I, I mentioned before that I'm um, also got a couple of side projects that involve statistics and uh, analytics. Um, so I couldn't help myself just to uh, put in a page and, and and do some statistics around it. Um, so I, I tweeted that out uh, earlier uh, today, but uh, that's pretty cool way just to, to see how many, uh, yeah. uh, how many V experts have been in the program for for ten years, and I can right. see that those uh, guys are uh, sixty one uh, of those awesome people that have been in the uh, in the program for for ten years, and that's good. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, neat. Neat feature. Um, so I thought I would transition a little bit to the process of applications. Uh, this year. I, I think there were changes in the way we voted on people. So you built in this really cool way to process the apps, right, which was really nice, which is as a voter, I can come in, uh, you give me the application all on online in the browser so that I can click on the Twitter links, I can click on the blogs, and I can quickly, it opens up a new tab and gives me that. So I have now tabs for the for the app. I can see what their Twitter handle is. I can see uh, if you, in the apps, if you put an HTML link to some other content you had, I can easily grab that and go look at the app. So I'm processing the app. Then you have these buttons that have approve, defer, or reject, right? And um, that was also interesting because it allowed us to go through the apps uh, as a team. We had, I think, maybe five or six reviewers doing doing apps during the time um, during the, the two month period, and be able to come in and if it's obvious approved, it was easy to just hit approve and they're in. Um, the defer was fantastic because then we had I think maybe three hundred. Uh, of these apps that we kind of looked at and went, these are going to take more research, right? And so the Deferred let us tag them, and then they turned yellow in the tool so that the app, we could see the list of people, we could find all the yellows, uh per- yellows, and then we could go back and do the research on all of the yellows. And then we had rejects, uh, and I hate to say rejects, I just kind of want to, we should rename that, but the process of voting, yeah. You, yeah, right? They're not re They're not really, yeah, anyway. um, So, and then we had the rejects, (laughs) which were all read as a tool. (laughs) And we we, we went back and actually looked at uh, and did further analysis on on the the rejected ones just to make sure that, uh, there wasn't some accidents or you know one of the reviewers missed that and we you know we we had in hundreds of, of of apps you know maybe 300 or so plus that were also rejected for one form or another but uh i you know that was a a great way of processing that how do you, you, you must have spent some time figuring out how to do this better right so um yeah. that was pretty good yeah
2: we actually uh um um used a couple of nights me Corey, uh, just to whiteboard uh, how the process would look like um so the main thing was to uh centralize all the information uh make it easy for people to uh to insert applications uh and also update them whenever they've uh, they've either uh did something new or they made a mistake or or some, or something like that. But just to make it easy just to uh to to go back and and add to it or or modify their application and secondly um because of the amount of uh of applications that were that were coming in i think it was around nineteen hundred or, or two thousand of applications that actually went into into the system uh, this first time it it's 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 easy to get um um need to get into a certain uh, um, uh, method of of voting on on guys uh, just to make sure that um it's it's it you, you're doing all the same repetitive tasks basically so what we try to do with the application process in the back end is to make it as easy as possible to get the information from the candidates um, um as, it, as it should be plus also add some extra information so it it, it Scans that Twitter feeds uh, for the last year on certain keywords so like VMware, uh, NSX, EUC, uh, uh, AWS, etc. Uh, just to make it easy for uh, for the the, the voters um, to uh, to get that information. So we're also also going to do that with uh, with blog posts. Uh, so it it will be easier to uh, to just see how many uh, blog posts someone has done in a, in a year. Yeah, and, and that that's all about making the data uh better accessible and less less prone to uh, human error basically and just make it in a lot easier for the uh, for the guys and girls uh, uh that uh, that are voting on this uh these many 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 applications
0: yeah and uh you know it, it, it was it was interesting to to go in and look at the blog articles and see like what what the experts how many blog articles they did and you would actually see a trend you would see two blog articles during VMworld, right, and then nothing, right? Like maybe one in March, right, of the beginning of the year, they would go do a blog, and then they'd stop doing any blogs. Because I get it. Everybody's got work to do. Uh, Then during VMworld, we get like one or two blog articles. And then you could tell when the expert apps opened up. You could just see every single person had a blog article like a week after the apps opened up, right, because everybody was like, oh, I got to apply, I got to, put a, I got to put a blog article up so that I can list that in in, in my app, right? So you could see those trends, and, and that's fine. Uh, we look at all that. Uh, but you would be surprised how many of the experts were the experts that then didn't, didn't have any blogs throughout the year. They would list their blog as, hey, here's where I blog, and then you would go look at their blogs, because they got deferred, because whoever was reviewing the app at the beginning didn't see uh, see anything. So then on the deferred, you go. We as a team would put that up on a projector and we kind of look at the app and go, okay, how much does this person have, right? And what do they have? And you could look at their blogs, and within ten seconds, you go, yeah, uh huh. There was two blogs. One the which was a. a a one-paragraph blog, and then a blog right during the app's process, right? And you're like, yeah, okay. Um, hmm. yeah. Now, interesting.
2: yeah, and that, that yeah, and that—that's actually one of the uh, the main goals of this application is to make it uh, better, uh, give a give a better insight to the developer, but also just uh, in extension of that. Uh, uh, realize the quality of the VXPR program uh, or c- put it in c- concrete, basically. Yeah. Uh, so and like, people like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and what we saw very valuable, which I know me and you have talked about offline here, is uh, the idea because this process is so good now or the app has helped, helped make this process much more data-driven, um, we actually created a spreadsheet on Google. We did two spreadsheets. We did a spreadsheet that tracked uh, new people. Um, so there were uh, there were maybe of the 250 300 people that we deferred, maybe a hundred of them were new people that you know they were almost there. They had done some stuff. This was going to be their first v expert award, but they just weren't quite there yet. Like they had they had four things and they had they had some tweets, but a lot of them were retweets. And you know they had one or two things they did in their corporate. So yeah, you know, they were kind of there, but not quite. And what we did was uh, we we granted them the award and we put them in a spreadsheet where we're going to reach out to them and do some, some coaching and do some activities around, hey, you're right there. We love you. You're new. Here are some of the other things you should be doing and could be doing. And so that we can actually, in the program, re- engage with these people and make them more effective, the experts. And I think this process is, has helped us be able to do that now because uh, we were so busy with spreadsheets before that we didn't have... Uh, capacity to do yet another spreadsheet to keep track of people that were low scoring, uh, but this time we've been able to do that so and I know I've talked to you about possibly adding that into the app so that if that's a one button, hey, add this person to the the new new v experter where we can actually reach out and engage with them
2: yeah well that, that's that's one of the things, so um it it'll be very easy to just include a flag of uh, right. this guy is new and might need some mentoring. And then right. we can go, come in, and, and or you guys actually <laughs> can come in and, and start mo- uh, mentoring those guys uh, just to make it a little bit uh, also more engaged from there on. Also, I, I want to go back a little bit uh, because you made a very good point about the rejects uh, <laughs> and the rejection stuff. And I really need to, f- uh, need to rename that, uh, like you said, because we're talking about people, and it, it's not like right. you're re, uh, being rejected or, or something like that. It's, it's just that the uh, program has uh, needs to have a certain uh, level of quality. So the the uh, the fun part of the uh, the denied uh, basically is that uh, this time you actually get a reason why you are being denied access to the VHP yeah. program. Right. So before it was just uh, you were either on the list or you weren't, and if you want to know why, you'd, you'd send an email to, uh, to vexpert at uh, viamo dot com, and Corey uh, uh, would get you the reason why. So right now, if yeah. you're doing the uh, uh, the voting process, uh, if you are denying an application, you actually need to fill in why you are denying that application. So either, like you said, uh, that example with two blogs a year and only when the uh, application uh, period opened, they they started blogging again or or something like that. Um, that goes into the uh, the backend of the app. So that that's also why um, or why there's a little bit more transparency uh, on on why you actually get uh, get the nine access.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And. Uh... Yeah, it's great. I use that. It's funny because the reviewers all, were some were very verbose and some people were like T- three lines, right? Like, well, I didn't see this, didn't see that, didn't see this. And I wrote like well, half a book in each one of mine. I'm like, well, here's what you could have done better. I read an article. Here's what it <laughs> like, yeah. I, I spent a good deal of time on that because I feel bad every time I'm looking at somebody who obviously took the time to fill out a, the expert application and they have, they have their hopes up. It's kind of like going, applying for college or something and then getting that package saying i'm in right like or not and so i spent quite a bit of time on mine so that was really great um to to be able to do that and uh and try to be nice about it and try to then i also put in there and by the way apps open up in august or in july so the back half of the year we're hoping we can reach out to these people and uh uh, and uh, actually encourage them to do a bit more work to cross that threshold um then there was the V experts that uh, we did another spreadsheet, which are the experts. If you had been a V expert longer than two years, and we looked, but you had been a V expert, or you had been a, a, a V expert in good standing, uh, and then we saw the app that showed that you really tailed off in 2017. Like some of these people, they had a lot of activity in 2016, 20, You'd be surprised how many people put in their app. Here's what I've done, and they list 2015, 2016, all this stuff that they did two, three years ago, right? And we're like, uh, it's a a 2017 activity reward, right? Um, So for those guys, we we also, in the deferred category, uh, approved them. We approved maybe, you know, there were maybe 125 of those people. We approved probably like 75 of those, um, but we put them in a spreadsheet, which we're going to reach out to them going, hey... You're in the, you didn't do anything in 2017 to really qualify, but you've been a v expert for six years now, so we figure you just didn't really realize that the year went by and you didn't do much, and we don't want to hurt your feelings by not giving the award, but we're going to reach out to those guys and also talk to them about, um, you know, hey, don't forget, v expert is about, you know, each year how much you, you you give back to the community, right? And And it's really about giving back, so... Uh, we also keep that spreadsheet. Which uh, Martin, we're going to have you build another flag for the existing V experts. <laughs> you don't automatically get to be a V expert every year. Um, we really are looking for you to be engaged and sharing, and it's a it's a it's an award and a reward kind of program.
2: Yeah. Well, just to a little, uh, uh, open up the curtain a little bit, that those guy those things are going to be a dynamic flag, so you can actually come up with those flags and put them on the. Uh, the experts
0: themselves. <laughs> right, exactly, that's, that's good. Uh, other thing that I have on the list that I, we should talk a little bit about is um, uh, what what is currently, what do they call it when they, when they didn't get it and they send mail going, um, appeal? Yeah. appeal, yeah, they use the, the term appeal, yeah, thank you appeal. also, um, and I'd like to also change that term from appeal to report a bug. Right, um, because uh, I look at a lot of the appeals uh, about seventy five or eighty percent of the quote appeals are actually kind of a, fall into a couple of bug categories right uh, one of the bugs is you did an app and it's not showing up anywhere right and some of the people that have reported this, I mean, I really believe them. They say they did an app, and for whatever reason, the app wasn't there. It's not in the system. Maybe they filled out the app and didn't hit the submit at the bottom. You know, sometimes that happens where we fill things out, and then we get busy, and we didn't actually hit the submit button. But there were ones where people really did report that they filled out their app. And and these are guys that are really good V-experts, too. So these are people that... There's no question they would have gotten approved if we had seen their app. And we look on the tool and it's not there. So I want to rename this process from an appeal to a report of the expert bug, right, uh, in the application process, which is the category of we didn't get your app for whatever reason. Uh, And then there were some that were, hey, you probably qualified, but for whatever reason, the reviewer missed it like uh didn't didn't get it um uh so several several vcdx's like that where these guys were vcdx's they they do a lot of work but for whatever reason the reviewer just didn't process it right and then we missed it somehow that didn't get processed properly so that was the kind of a bug report of i'm probably a really qualified v expert and somehow our review process had a bug in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a second category bug. The first is your app, we didn't find it. The second is for whatever reason we messed up the review. And then the third quality uh, of a bug report for the app process was. Um, you have a bug in the way you typed in your app, right? There were a people that misspelled their blogs, right? That we click on a blog link and it went to 404, right? Uh, and we, tr- we tracked down a lot of those, right? And then figured out what the blog was and then reviewed the blog, et cetera. There were a lot of people that mistyped their Twitter handles. So you go and you click on the Twitter link and it goes to nowhere. It, it's not a 404 error. It gives you a different type of error. I know because I clicked on a bunch of these, um, and then you have to go check down what the guy's name is or the person and and then figure out whether they were tweeting or not um and and then there were some people that you know just had apps that they didn't really spend enough time on right okay. um, and they should have and so maybe that's an appeal, but uh we'll call it a bug and so report of the expert app bug and then we'll process those and I would say that uh if we, if we if we have that process, then I think 75% of all the people that have reported a bug uh, with their VExpert app end up getting approved within a day, right, where they send me the data, I go take a look at it, I look at the app that's in the tool now, I try to debug what actually happened so that we can give the reviewers feedback, uh, and, it, and your tool does tell me who actually did the review, so I can actually know what happened and I can talk to the reviewer, which is super cool, so I like that.
2: Yeah, well, the uh, the report a bug uh, uh, thing is really cool, so uh, that that's gonna, gonna that's gonna stick for sure. So right now it's it's still a manual email to uh, VExpert dot uh, or at at VMware.com. So I'm I'm looking to uh, just create a button on the uh, on the application itself. So if you log into the portal and the application says denied or whatever, uh, then you can report a bug uh, on on that same page and just uh, starts uh, start that process again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right, right. yep And on the chat, I see some VCDXs think they do not have to apply and will be V-experts without applying. We did do that uh, two years ago when we initially uh, rolled out uh, VCDXs in the V-expert program. Um, we did not require them to apply. We just dropped them in and, and engaged with them. Um, but I think now we're not doing that any longer. We're not just grabbing VCDX list and putting them in and automatically giving them a V-expert award. I think right now... Uh, we're expecting VCDXs to apply, but if you have VCDX and you have a number, you know, that's, that says a, a lot to the app, and we don't spend a lot of time reviewing beyond that. Um, so uh, thanks for asking that in the chat, I think, uh, how we're doing that. Unless, Martin, unless you can tell me it behaves differently, I don't think we auto-grant VCDXs.
2: No, no, no. We don't. We actually talked about it, Core and me. Um but so far we don't have a way into education to grab that list. Uh, we're working on getting that list. Uh, if that eventually gets uh, uh, available to us, then uh, then we might uh, switch over. But that that's like a discussion. But like you said, uh, the VCDX itself uh, is going to be a track that doesn't have any requirements basically. So uh, you put in your your VCDX number and. They are pretty much golden uh, yep. because we we all know how much work VCDX da, uh, do yep. and and most of the time all the VCDXs are also mentoring and blogging and, and podcasting yep. and, and whatever uh, whatever yep. uh, so that yeah the, those guys are, uh, are are pretty much uh, a guarantee yeah
0: and it just helps the whole review process because it's a, it's another two two hundred and three hundred people we don't have to spend our time on, and we can spend our time on <laughs> working. On, on other aspects of the program. So that's pretty cool. One other thing I had uh, that we should touch base on is uh, first success here. I thought the notification uh, HTML that you guys wrote up that said you're in kind of like a college It took me back to college when I saw that I was, I was so excited. I was <laughs> like, Oh my God, that, that's the best. And you know, on Twitter, everybody congratulations to uh, Martin Martin to you and to whoever else came up with, that notification uh, system and the the write up and the feature set and the the in quotes you're in uh, that that just makes me excited and tears me up every time I I see those things right so did you guys come up with that uh, the, I just want to say thank you for that that was really good yeah yeah
2: so um, I I used the uh, the existing um, welcome you know, from uh, from Corey and I just added a little bit um, I'm I'm pretty much um, in the uh, in the philosophy that you need to have fun at your work, um, so I, I sneak in puns and stuff here and there, uh, and then there was yeah. kind of one of those things that I would thought that looked cool, and Corey agreed, so uh, we just uh, put it up there, and it's uh, it's 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 clear. It's I mean, it's uh, you just open an email and you 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 right away great. know yeah.
0: what it's it about. Was great.
2: Um, yeah, there was
0: like college app all over again. Uh, that was that was <laughs> that was awesome, right? And I think everybody felt that. Uh, so that was the good, um, and the and the and the and the better good was social went crazy and everybody thanked everybody and uh, I think I was emotional all night. Right, I was sitting there, then I got drunk, you know, sat there and just watched the stream all night long. And Then my wife yelled at me and I said, "Go away, this is super fun." Uh, so, so that was really cool. And I know you stayed up super late. Because uh, we were like killing it uh, all the way, you know, till uh, five o'clock uh, or four four p.m. on a Friday. We finally got everything done. We had to make sure that we got all the all the all the people off the off that list. We had some politics involved around, you know, who gets to be in the program. Competitors, no programs. We had VPs on phones. Uh, I think I had four VPs at noon on on calls talking about who gets to be in the. Do we exclude people? In the end, I think all the VPs listened to us. Where we said we do not exclude anybody from the expert programs, uh, everybody, competitors alike, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. You know if you're an evangelist and you just happen to work for a company that we got competing products with, so be it, right, um, you know, because we're all community members and, and, and we all contribute and we put those apps out and we write articles. And so the VPs came together and it was, you know, it, but it, literally it was all day Friday, that Friday where we had VPs upon VPs. I would to call my VP, talk to my VP, uh, you know, like it was, okay, my VP want to know what that VP is. So it's like eventually, but eventually everybody kind of went, I, I think a couple of key people went, yeah, you know, of course, we should do this, right? And so it came back, and we we're all like, yeah, yeah, we're done. So then we were able to finish up the last hundred or so apps that were kind of on hold because of this whole, you know, this whole you know political dilemma that was outplaying. But then, uh, and then we got it, we got it done. And and then, and then you had a, you're in Europe, so you had to stay up till what three in the morning or some number like that in order to to, to finish up the app and and hit the hit the go button. Um, so thanks for that. Thanks for staying up late. Appreciate that. Well,
2: oh, yeah. Fortunately, yeah. it wasn't that late. Uh, I think okay. it was uh, around eleven that you guys uh, finished up, and uh, I had the exact same thing. So I, I was looking at the um, uh, the application uh, overview of w- what we have in the admin section, and I, I was just watching uh, watching a team go down, and it was pretty uh, pretty cool to see.
0: Yeah, see the numbers. Uh, and, and when
2: the, when you guys main... yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Prof, yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: we and did when you guys
2: a, when uh, we uh, gave the wrong. all clear signal. Yeah, when we
0: hit, when it was, because the, the, the cool thing is you gave us like how many apps we had processed, how many were being deferred, how many were rejected, and how many have we we had left, right? And it was like, you'd see that number, we're like 98, we got 98 left. Now we got 76 left, right? And like And we had everybody in a conference room like in a war room processing things all day on Friday, so it was like, it was fun to do, and it was really exciting when we got down to zero. And then, and then you hit a button, and we, I, we were all like, you know, adrenaline up, you know, all day drinking coffee and cokes, processing this, making this happen. And then when you hit that button, and this, on all those things started showing up, and the awards started happening. I mean, that's what brought us to tears. I think I was just tired, right? You know, but Corey was there. I was on the call, uh, on call with Corey, and it was just like, and then just watching that you're in, you know, go and go and go, and everybody. It was it was it was overwhelming. It was a uh, really really cool. And I think the app made that happen. So that was not how the processes in the past had gone. But because we had this app that was automated, we could all be doing it together, it turned it into like a really fun experience for us on our side as well. Right, like I'll remember it'll be a lifetime memory for me. It was it was super cool. Um last thing um, is until, until next
2: year, of course.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna do it, I'm just gonna make sure that it's um, what uh, And then uh, last thing is some mails didn't go out. Uh, a lot of people came to me and said that I didn't get any mail. I'm not on the list. Does that mean I'm rejected or I didn't make it or something like that? So why don't you tell us a little bit about the problems we have with mail going out? Because um, I, I think a lot went out. Yeah. So I had some, some issues.
2: Yeah. So y- you said uh, I hit a button and then everything uh, went well. Well, uh, it oh. actually did up every time you launch a uh, sort of a product and and do something for the first time everything goes either 100% well or either it crashes and burns um so i i kind of had the suspicion that it wouldn't go that well uh, at first so i I was um, um, uh, sort of wise enough to make a backup before i uh, actually hit the button um but when i hit that button uh, basically what it did is um it, it started to send out uh, the uh, the emails to the uh the experts that were accepted and and uh, also denied um but somewhere in the process uh, um, uh, a couple of our security um, um settings that we were basically mandated by uh, by our security operations center which is pretty good because that kind of means that the app is also secure uh but cut got, got in the way of the uh of the process so it, it just crashed basically and it uh it en- ended up uh, somewhere in around the uh, 1200 emails that were sent mm-hmm. and 1200 three experts that were uh actually notified of uh, either you or have been accepted or you've been denied right. um <clears throat> but yeah that, that was not the entire batch so i actually had to restore a backup uh, disable the email uh, uh, function so it, it didn't send out uh, duplicate emails and then I hit the button again and then it uh, then it all uh, went uh, went through as it was supposed to be so yeah the there were certain uh, uh, I think it was like a batch of 300 people that uh, that getting, uh, getting to, didn't get an email but um, uh, that's already been uh, resolved for next time so uh, I'm crossing my fingers for uh, in about six months <laughs> Which is uh, when it all should work.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I appreciate you taking that time on late at night, dealing with that, restoring backup, getting getting those apps out. And uh, I think within 24 hours we had most of that. There are still some people, and I apologize for that, that didn't get any notification, right, one way or the other. I have a handful of people that have reported bugs where they, you know, and I call them bugs because they shouldn't be called uh, 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 whatever. What's the name? Appeals? appeals they shouldn't be called appeals it's just reporting bugs and I'm processing through maybe 10 or 15 people that didn't get notified at all and we apologize for that um, and, and it should should work better next time so all in all I give the whole process an a plus right I thought uh, Martin it was a great app it's a great app that we use and i appreciate all the hard work in writing the code php and library sets and all the all the stuff in the back back end that you and Corey worked on to to make that happen so really appreciate it and i appreciate all the work that you're doing Uh, i usually at the end of the podcast say so what do you got planned for next year Uh, i know we're working on some features and some some tagging and other other cool stuff so uh anything you're really particularly excited about
2: yeah um, so one of the uh, uh, or actually two um, <clears throat> so uh, one of the major features is that we're going to include exclusive opportunities uh, in inside the app, and that basically means all the webinars the uh, NDA stuff that we're doing uh, it's going to be a little bit more structured uh, and you will also be able to uh, view it back or play back uh, certain sessions uh, pretty uh, pretty easily uh, and also get some transcripts of the session and, and such. So just to help uh, the experts uh, write stuff about those uh, those sessions. Uh, and the other one is um, and it's kind of a geeky one, but uh, you've also got the uh, claim badges, so like the uh, certification uh, stuff, where you can uh, <clears throat> get a profile or automatically automatically get assigned a certain badge, so like. The VCP badge, or the vcix or the VCDX uh, badges, uh, and I, I want to be able to show those badges on the uh, on the VExpert uh, directory profile. So that's uh, that's also going to be uh, pretty cool, I think.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. That's great. Yeah,
2: really cool.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Awesome. All right, well, we're at the top of the hour, and uh, I appreciate everybody coming by, dropping by, and saying hello. Virtual security has been in there, Kim. Botu um, and let's see who else. Dave Simpson, uh, as always, Tony. Thanks for being here, Wonder Nerd, uh, uh, and and everybody else that comes by, drops in, says hello. And just so you guys know that uh, you are, you can do audio. You can actually say hello when you when you drop in. Just take a pause or just say hi. You know, hear your voice. Um, it's it's great. To, to see everybody drop in. Uh, that's one of the things. It's the reason why we do the live every Wednesday is, you know, a lot of other people, Troyer, all these guys, now they're running podcasts. They record them. They edit them. They spend a lot of time. It's a better podcast, right? From a listening perspective. The reason we do it this way is so that, you know, if you want to come by and say hello, you can come by every Wednesday. We're here. You can drop in, say hello, ask us questions, engage with us or, you know, whatever you want to do or say hello to other people that have to be on. Um, so, you know, uh, feel free to do that. It's, it's great to see everybody in chat and just we do it every Wednesday. So, you know, we're available to the community uh, as well because we're you know, trying to build these programs for you guys. Um, so Martin, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Thanks for doing great work, and we appreciate it. I hope NSX goes well for you, and uh, and uh, I'm gonna definitely send your 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 manager VP. I think Pat's gonna reach out to you and you know invite you on his private jet somewhere. I don't know, like take you to Hawaii. I don't know. For thank you for all that great work that you're doing, and don't get paid for. So we appreciate it.
2: Well, he, he's going to be here uh, next week uh, yeah, with the biggest uh, VMUG in, uh, in history. So uh, the Dutch VMUG is happening uh, next week, and he's, he's actually doing the kickoff. So uh, I might take you up on that uh,
0: that statement, uh, Eric. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no problem. All right, that's the end of the, end of the hour, and uh, we, uh, we all have to get back to our day jobs, and, uh, and we'll see you again next week where we've got great community people from uh, the expert bloggers coming to talk about some of the blogs they're doing, and uh, we'll keep it going. Until then, uh, have a great week, and uh, stay out of the bay because it's dark gray.